on the one hand, we do as Christians have to take really seriously and compassionately the fact that a lot of people are really messed up right now, especially in the youngest generation, and that yes, this is that's correct. This is the world we created. Uh, uh, love American style, the Playboy Playboy Revolution, the sexual rev- revolution has produced not just millions of aborted babies, but tens of millions of thwarted, messed up, confused, angry people because they as children were paying the price for adults who wanted to live like 16-year-olds well into their 50s. So that, on the one hand, is something we as Christians have to take very seriously. But the false answer, the snake oil, the demonic insanity of the transgender movement it's like the people who were running around in the fifties with trucks doing lobotomies. Um, they claim that was a cure all. All you have to do is snip this part of your brain and you will, you will be okay. You will be compliant with hospital staff. You will not cause problems. Well, now they're telling young girls, you cut off your breasts, boys cut off your testicles. We can, we scientists can solve this existential crisis that you're facing. Welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show. We'll get you from point A to point B. But if you're looking for point C, well, buddy, you're on your own. But if you'll wait right here, in just about two minutes, the bus to point C will be coming right by. And now, here's your Ralph Cramden of the Airways, Eric Metaxas! Hey, folks, welcome to the program, I like to call it. John Zmirak, you are such a special guest on this program that we were willing to just do a phone connection. Normally, we have to have our guests on video, but you're such a big shot now that you can <laughs> demand only phone if you cho- if you choose. So welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. I'm, I'm sheltering in place in an undisclosed location. All right, so um, what shall we talk about? There's a lot in the news. Uh, we, we could talk about any of it. What, where, what well, have you been writing about, thinking about? Well, I took a few days off of the move, so I don't have as many columns, but I did I did have one that I, I spent, was actually inspired by a conversation you and I had here, and then I, I talked about it with the great Charlie Kirk for a full hour. Um and it relates to my new book, which is coming out in a few weeks, No Second Amendment, No First. The title of the piece of the stream is called Liberal Christians See Us as Pets Who Need to Be Declawed. Um, and I, this is a theme we've talked about before. To what well, degree – sorry? Yeah, no, go yeah. ahead. All right. To what degree is the church or has the church become like an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood? 
where you go in and a very nice man in a cardigan talks to you in, in, in soothing, comfortable ways, suitable to a seven or an eight year old, doesn't talk about any of the dark side of life, doesn't deal with any of the danger, doesn't want to say anything divisive. Um, he's just there kind of as a surrogate parent for you to help you feel good for the hour or so that you're with him and come out with a little warm, fuzzy feeling. And it would be out of place for your pastor to talk about anything edgy or dangerous or divisive like sin or forgiveness or repentance or, I don't know, the narrow way, the straight and narrow path, the fact that we are living each of us on the stage of, of a, of a play uh, as everybody's dramatic as, as Hamlet where the stakes are not just huge, but infinite for each of us. Um, when you go to your church, do you feel like you're going to your heart surgeon to talk about whether or not your valve is going to stay open and you're going to live or die that those, the stakes at church are much higher than they are at the doctor's office. Uh, but this is way too harsh for this program, John. I want it, I want I'm you sorry. to keep it safe and and neutered, if you don't mind. Uh, this <laughs> is a show for geldings only. So please <laughs> refrain from your triggering language. It's unpleasant. Uh, you know, it's funny you you talk about this because I'm kind of talking about this wherever I go, and it's interesting how we forget. You know, you kind of wonder how. How does this happen or how does that happen? How did it happen that over time we adopted this view of the church that really is like the negative view that Mark Twain had of the feminized church with Aunt Polly and, you know, like it's this kind of thing that really isn't biblical. It's it's this idea of it's a culture kind of. And you you, you mentioned Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it's it's sort of like that. It's like that's this is church. This is always the way we've done church. And you think, well, is this God's view of the church? Uh, what is this? And and you're describing something that I, I, I think people drift uh, into something, and it seems to them normal that they're not actually examining it and saying, is this God's view of what the church ought to be? Um, and they don't talk about stuff that will make people uncomfortable. It's it's shocking. It's frankly shocking. And and uh, it's an opportunity for me to plug my book, Letter to the American Church, and to say, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to a church like that, give your pastor a copy of my book, Letter to the American Church, or better yet, just get out of that church yesterday, because we are in, an, in, a, in a spiritual war. And if you're going to, uh, you know, a soothing spa-like environment for your church, maybe you're in danger. Right, right. Well, yeah, exactly. The the, the first church of nice. Um, all those places that adver- advertise, we do church differently. Um, it's like they're, they're competing for, to, to sell you a Sunday brunch. Like, yeah, oh, or you can get electrolysis treatments in the, in the back if you've got a heavy mustache, ladies. Listen, you can listen to the sermon while you're getting uh, electrolysis. We know we, we just want to serve you. We're all about Eric, stop giving people, stop giving pastors ideas. 
Okay, I've learned the danger of satire. I'm the guy who in March of 2020, I was trying to illustrate how bad an idea it was to have Drag Queen Story Hour to try to encourage gender dysphoria among school children. And as an example, the most absurd, insane possible thing to try to make my point, because you know I'm all about the subtlety. I said, Drag Queen Story Hour is as crazy as like having COVID story hour at nursing homes where you send COVID patients to nursing homes. Well, sure enough, Andrew Cuomo apparently reads my column. So does Gretchen Whitmer. So does Gavin Newsom and all the other blue state governors, because within a couple of weeks, COVID patients were being dumped at nursing homes at blue states across America. So watch it when you do satire, because if you come up with a really absurd, profane, obscene, diabolical idea as just some hypothetical piece of insanity. The Democrats are listening and they're taking notes and they're, they're, they're getting sound policy ideas from, from every crazy thing that we say. Well, unfortunately, I, I, I think you may be right. W- one thing, I, I guess a lot of times, uh, you know, the, the, the larger conversation having to do with church is that you, you want preachers to be preaching out of the Bible, like everybody would would agree, anybody who's any kind of serious Christian would agree on that, that we need that. The problem is that they don't get into the application very much. They always make it seem like, let's go back to the first century Palestine, and let's live in that world for a while, uh, and let's not make it sound too contemporary, because that that would be... then they don't Wait, actually. I'm sorry. Seriously- hold, hold on. J- John uh, Zmirak will will finish that sentence when we come back. Folks, don't go away. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of this show, which is why I'm proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash metaxas or call 878 878- Patriot. Get free activation when you use the offer code Metaxas. Join me. Make the switch today again. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Metaxas or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it now. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold can hedge against inflation and against the volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool that they've added. Please go check it out today. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com.
back talking to John Smirak. John, you were just about to make a, a statement when we went to the break. Right. Sorry about that. Right, but they don't actually want anything like first century Palestine or, or to be anything like the stakes in the gospel. What they do is maybe they, they say, well, let's all pretend we're in life of Bryant where the Romans are funny and Pontius Pilate has a list and everything's a joke because first century Palestine was an occupied country with a tyrannical government, with a corrupt religious establishment that was cooperating with that tyrannical government in the oppression of the people. And most of the religious leaders were sold out to these unbelieving pagan tyrannical occupiers. And in fact, that is very much like the situation we're facing in America. But these people, pastors don't want to admit it because a lot of them are acting like the Sadducees collaborating with the pagans in the running the tyrannical government. So do you think that the, the Sadducees were being paid by the Romans to force uh, their congregations to get the jab, for example? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, there was no nothing quite as corrupt and disgusting as a, an abortion-tainted vaccine was forced upon the Jewish people. Uh, if we really want a comparison for that, we have to go back to the book of Maccabees, when, uh, when a pagan government in occupation of Jerusalem was trying to force the Jews to, u- to use gymnasiums and do like Olympic-style naked wrestling events and eat non-kosher food and put pagan statues in the temple in Jerusalem. So you're right. Things things weren't as bad in first-century Palestine as they had been in 4th-century B.C. Palestine when the Maccabees had to rebel against the Seleucid dynasty occupying Israel. I didn't think we I didn't think we were going to get into the Seleucid dynasty. It's not Seleucid, it's Seleucid in any event. I don't know. It, Let's I, call I mean, the whole thing off. You I mean, say boy, I know how it's spelled. I don't know how it's pronounced. Okay, listen. Well, but okay. No, I want to ask you um I I was thinking about this uh earlier uh and I thought I'd bring it up with you today. For example, in churches or anywhere in the culture, but in churches in particular, the, the the transgender idea, right? We we keep hearing, for example, the idea. Now, the, the biblical view is that God created us in his image, male and female. And so there's something sacred about maleness and femaleness. There's something sacred. God has created us in his image in these two uh, versions that are a picture of himself. It's just a fascinating thing. And so suddenly the culture is telling us, Look, um, there aren't just two. There are many. Binary is a dirty word. And on top of that, it's possible. Now, here's I just want to say, what is how does what does the science say on this? And what does the Bible say? It is possible for a man to be trapped in a woman's body or for a woman to be trapped in a man's body. And I thought, how did we get to a place in our culture where we would accept something completely kooky uh, on what level biologically on any level does that make sense but everyone just goes along with it uh and i guess it would be my my crazy theory that pastors and churches ought to start there in their sermons and say by the way we believe what the bible says and the bible says that this and this and this are wrong and crazy 
That's what the Bible says. If you're a Christian, you're obliged to take that seriously. Well, Eric, I'll tell you how we got here. And, and almost half of my, my upcoming book, No Second Amendment, No First, is about this. We got here when churches, especially in the 19th century, began to panic, began to say, well, science seems to be pointing away from Christianity. Uh, look Look how old the earth is. It's not really 7,000 years old. It's hundreds of thousands. It's millions of years old. Well, maybe maybe the Bible doesn't really tell us basic truths about the world. And then when Darwin became popular and Darwin invented his theory of evolution explicitly as a way to explain away evidence of design in, in biology, to, to, to explain that, yes, it looks like butterflies were exquisitely crafted to thrive in their environment. But in fact, this is just the result of grim Darwinian selection of the survival of the fittest of this huge wasteful thing that just kills animals off in order to refine them so that the strongest can survive. Uh, when churches started saying, well, I guess we just have to accept Darwinism as a description of how the world came to be, what they started to say, and, and there was a German theologian who said this explicitly, his name was Schleiermacher. Schleiermacher said, the churches cannot any longer pretend to tell people how the world is, how it really is, or how it came to be, because the authority of the, of the Bible has been hopelessly discredited on that score by science, with a capital S, but the churches still have a role, and we in the clergy still have a job. And remember, the German clergy were in Protestant countries, especially were employees of the government. So we government bureaucrats in the department of religion still have a role to play. Our role is to tell you how the world ought to be, how we ought to act. What, what is a way to be a good person and feel good about yourself and have a good society. And if there is by any chance a God and an afterlife, you know, anything's possible he will welcome us and he will he will bless our efforts. So we're setting up our churches as they're, they're not they're, they don't teach any science. They don't teach any real history. We're going to let scholar biblical scholars explain away virtually all the historical events of the Bible, even maybe the life of Christ. Uh, but but the churches still have a role as we're life coaches, we're therapy places with therapy centers, group therapy sessions. We're here to help make everybody a little bit kinder to kind of file, file off everybody's sharp edges and, and help them interact without throwing off sparks and creating friction. So we are the chaplains of the new godless post-Christian state. <laughs> you could say the grimmest things and make me laugh, John. That's a talent that God has given you because of natural selection, by the way. I just want to say right. that's right. It's, it's only natural selection that created John's Mirac, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It had nothing to do with God's plan. John, a good, um, God, a good God would not create someone with a name who, that has a Z and an M without a vowel in between them. I, I was going to say. What kind of a demiurge are we talking about here? <laughs> okay, so, uh, but it, I mean, it, it is interesting because 
the idea to go back to this idea that what we accept, right? Like you keep hearing people say, um, oh, I, I'm a, I have a woman trapped in a man's body, right? And I think on what level could that conceivably make sense? In other words, in what universe do you live where it would be possible for a man to be trapped in a woman's body or a man to be tra- a woman to be trapped in a man's body. In other words, on the, on, on the surface of it, it's a preposterous notion. And yet somehow we're being told, no, 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 to just, just go along with it. And I just thought it, I, I can't even imagine, you know, in other words, even if you don't believe in God, even if you just say, well, I, I just believe in science, on what scientific level would it be possible to identify as one sex trapped in the body of another sex? How could natural selection give us that? How could anything? Well, well, all right. That? All right. This is complicated, but okay. Let's say you're actually just a Darwinian. Okay. Let's say you really take Darwinism seriously. If you did, you would say, well, all these transgender people are just misfits. They are, they are bad mutations and uh, we should not spend time and money thousands and thousands of dollars helping these people sterilize themselves in ever more elaborate ways. Uh, We should just sort of cushion society from them, segregate them, make sure that they don't mess up children and make the next generation less likely to reproduce. In other words, you would act like the Nazis and the Darwin, the Nazis were being consistent Darwinists. They were the only really consistent Darwinists. And, And when they put Darwinism into action, And when Planned Parenthood and other groups in America put eugenics and Darwinism into action, the results were so ugly that the world recoiled and said, well, no, 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 no. We we, we don't want to believe that that's what Darwinism actually teaches. But in fact, it does. And if you read Richard Weikart's terrific book, The Religion of Adolf Hitler, um, he, he shows how Hitler was to Darwin what Lenin was to Marx. What St. Paul was to Jesus, the person who takes the abstract principles and puts them into effect in the only way they really can be put into effect. So there is no abstract Marxism that generates good outcomes, but Lenin corrupted it. There's no abstract Darwinism that generates humane outcomes, but Hitler corrupted it. These ideas have consequences. I think your great learning has made you mad. We'll be right back with John Smirak. Welcome back. Talking to John Zmirak. Remember him? Z-M-I-R-A-K. Everywhere I go, I meet people and they, they, they start talking to me. They're grateful for my books and for the radio program. And pretty quickly, they veer off into how great John Zmirak is. And I'm sick of it, I tell you. It's my show. I don't want to hear about Zmirak. I'm done. John Zmirak, uh, we're talking about a lot of crazy stuff here. I mean, it's serious, but it's also crazy. Uh, you were just... We're talking about the idea that I want to put out there for people to think about logically, if it's possible, to think about what it means when someone says, I am a woman trapped in a man's body. It doesn't really make any logical, like it's it's an idea that has been thrown out and people go, oh, okay. And you think, how is that different from saying I am three women? trapped in a man's body. Uh, I am two women and a jaguar 
trapped in a man's body. I'm four butterflies and three women trapped in a man's body. I, I, I don't understand where this idea comes from, but we've kind of accepted it like, well, yes, this is a thing and, and we know, but science has nothing to tell us about this. Well, Eric, again, you're giving people ideas and, and I think it's very dangerous, but you know, uh, it's really, there are two things going on. On the one hand, there is the tragic reality of people growing up broken and wounded. People be, being subject to sexual abuse, being exposed to pornography, uh, having to witness their, their, their moms having all different boyfriends, uh, being shuffled from foster home into foster home. There are all sorts of things that happen to make people deeply unhappy and we want to take that seriously. And we want to be kind and compassionate towards those people who are tormented. And when you're profoundly tormented, you reach around for explanations. You right. grab around for explanations. And, and what could be a more fundamental explanation than my body and my soul are mismatched? That's a very basic thing. And if you are profoundly unhappy because of the results of other people's sins um, and the fact that you were mistreated as a child and maybe you have some biological issues as well, but the fallenness of creation and the sins of your fathers and your mothers have really afflicted you. So you're like one of the, you're like the possessed person that Jesus encountered by the Gadarene slope. You know, you almost have devils. Maybe you do have devils. And so you look for a, an explanation that is powerful enough to, exp to, to explain why you feel this terrible. And maybe in school, your counselors are misdiagnosing the fact that you have mild autism or, or ADHD or something, and they're shoving you into, a, into this transgenderist ideology, which is a... In itself, so on, on the one hand, we do as Christians have to take really seriously and compassionately the fact that a lot of people are really messed up right now, especially in the youngest generation, and that yes, this is that's this is the world we created, uh, uh, love American style, the Playboy Playboy Revolution, the sexual rev revolution has produced not just millions of aborted babies, but tens of millions of thwarted, messed up, confused, angry people because they as children were paying the price for adults who wanted to live like 16-year-olds well into their 50s. So that, on the one hand, is something we as Christians have to take very seriously. But the false answer, the snake oil, the demonic insanity of the transgender movement, it's like the people who were running around in the 50s with trucks doing lobotomies. Um, they claim that was a cure-all. All you have to do is snip this part of your brain, and you will, you will be okay. You will be compliant with hospital staff. You will not cause problems. Well, now they're telling Young girls, you cut off your breasts. Boys, cut off your testicles. We can, we scientists can solve the, this existential crisis that you're facing. So, John, I want to, I, I want to just uh, help my audience here because what you're saying 
this is so important. Um, in the past, folks, and John and I are old enough to, you know, remember this. Some of you will, some of you won't. But the fact is that science, just as John said, science uh, in the 50s and 60s said we have a cure for all kinds of problems. It's called a lobotomy. And many, many people were subjected to this surgery where they were effectively turned into vegetables. Uh, the Kennedys did it uh, to one of their daughters. I can't remember which one. But this is what science did. It was very real. The inventor and- of it, the, the inventor of the lobotomy was awarded the Nobel Prize for Medicine. All right. And so this was this is a very real thing. I mean, this was a big deal, but like you, no one ever mentions this anymore. Similarly, um, people roughly our age, John, uh, w- w- when when we were in utero in our in our mom's uh, wombs, something was prescribed called thalidomide. It was a miracle drug prescribed to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of women to deal with morning sickness. Well, it turns out that thalidomide did horrible things to the fetus uh, and that many children were born with severely deformed uh, arms uh, and legs. And this happened to millions of people. We don't talk about it anymore. Science can get things unbelievably wrong. We're going to a break. We'll be right back. We're talking to John Smear. Welcome back. Talking to John Smear. John, I was just saying, uh, you know, picking up on what you, when you mentioned lobotomies, what, what the scientific establishment has done in modern times, this is not, we're not going back to medieval times. We're not talking about bloodletting uh, or no, we're not talking about that, but we're talking about what science has done in our lifetimes, yours and mine, lobotomies, thalidomide, the list goes on. There are books that have been written even about the polio vaccine causing uh, huge spike spikes in um, soft tissue cancers that was all swept under the rug. So, we have this idea, most of us, that science is pure and clean and rational. Science is run by people who are called scientists, who are fallen, who are subject uh, to temptations, to fame, to money. Uh, and we have a history in our own lifetimes of science doing really, really sick, evil, harmful things. And we're living through it again with the transgender madness. Tons of money is being made harming children, harming That's children right. who are, who are broken, uh, uh, harming adults who are broken. You, you thank you for mentioning the brokenness of these people, because we do need to have compassion. These people are hurting, but the solution that we're giving them is harming them further. Exactly. This is, I mean, what we're seeing now is it's as if conservative Christians, we're the only ones saying, you know, don't cut out the brains of mentally ill people. Don't cut their frontal lobes and turn them into vegetables. And the answer of society is you have no compassion for the mentally ill. You don't care about these people. Jesus would have loved them. Jesus would have lobotomized them. Jesus would have personally put his hand over the head 
of that Kennedy daughter and split off her frontal lobe. But you are unchristian and unfeeling, and you're not willing to lobotomize these people. Well, no, I'm sorry. What we're saying is you're lying and you're insane, and your theory of how to help these people is something you pulled out of your bodily orifice five minutes after Bruce Jenner appeared on the cover of Vanity Fair magazine, suddenly discovered there were 47 genders instead of two. You can't point to any, any actual science supporting what you're saying. Every study that you trot out uh, about how transgender people will commit suicide if you don't let them mutilate their bodies. Every study actually falls apart when it's looked at. None of it stands up to peer review. This is politicized science, like the science in Stalin's Russia, where his pet biologist Lysenko said that you could make grain flourish in the winter by just freezing it and then planting it. You could change the DNA of plants just by subjecting them to cold temperatures, and then they would grow in cold regions of Russia. It resulted in tens of millions of people starving to death because that's not how grain works. And guess what? The human body doesn't work the way these butchers at the transgender clinics claim it does. What they're doing is you've got wealthy billionaire perverts uh, men, men who spend a lot of time with online pornography, who developed a fetish called autogynephilia, where they identify as women and that sexually excites them. They want to normalize that perversion and they've poured money into promoting the transgenderist movement. People connected with big pharma, like the Pritzker family in Illinois, they stand to make trillions of dollars by turning every single person's sexual development into a medical problem that needs hormones, artificial hormones and surgery. This is a cash bonanza for some of the most corrupt pharmaceutical companies in the world. And it is a political weapon for the radical left because some of these transgender activists are among the most violent in America. Remember that slaughter at the Nashville church where they won't even release the shooters transgender manifesto. Um, there was a great column at revolver news, which is one of the best places. If your listeners aren't reading revolver news, they don't really know what's going on. And there was a column about something called tranisaries. They combined transgender with the Janissaries, who were the most ferocious Islamist soldiers of the Ottoman Turks. And it, it, it documents how many acts of political violence are committed by people who are mentally unbalanced, who were recruited by the transgender movement, which is a sick and demonic cult. And, and we can talk about the the base. The, the, the idea that we are spirits trapped in bodies who don't belong there, that goes back to the ancient world. That is the heresy of Gnosticism, which almost hijacked the church in the first few centuries. The idea that the spirit and the body are not meant to be in the same place, that we are ghosts trapped inside of meat machines that are quickly decaying to death. Uh, that is a fundamental temptation that Christianity has had to fight off for 2000 years. Well, it's important to say again, uh, if you want biblical teaching, this is biblical teaching, folks, right? Gnosticism is a heresy, and we're talking about how it is now reasserting itself. Uh, and again, when we say heresy, we, we just mean demonic false ideas that are, you know, 
uh, uh, appealing to some people. And so this idea, which is a fundamentally unbiblical idea that uh, our bodies and our our, our souls, that, that they're somehow at odds with each other. A lot of people confuse Christian teaching with that, like the spirit good, the flesh bad. Well, not exactly. Jesus yeah. redeemed us. He came as a human being. He didn't come as a ghost to lead us to become ghosts. And so there's mm-hmm. something sacred about our physical humanity. And and it, it's, a, it's a picture of God. And we're now living at a time uh, th- this is just an, one example of it, where you're seeing uh, non-biblical teaching uh, being pushed uh, everywhere, and it ought to be the churches that are standing against it. But a lot of churches, they don't want to be controversial. If you're going to a church that doesn't want to be controversial, I think you need to get out of that church. Actually, before we go to the break, I should mention, um, recently we had a program on, There is uh, we, had a, we had a guest on a program there's a, a a new place you can go, mychurchfinder.org. If you want to find a church that is brave and is speaking about this stuff in your area, go to mychurchfinder.org. It's a new thing. So I want to encourage you to tell your pastors to go there and to sign your church up and to fill out the form, mychurchfinder.org, mychurchfinder.org. Uh, very important uh, that that good churches register at mychurchfinder.org. We'll be right back with John Zmirak. Folks, I'm talking to John Smirak. Uh, before we continue the conversation, I just want to remind people, um, Mike Lindell is being attacked. I don't have time to go into it. I need to have him on the program to, to tell you himself. He's being attacked and canceled on a level that ha- has never been seen before. Uh, and there have been articles written about it. It is so sickening, uh, but we will have him on to talk about it. But I want to encourage you, go to MyPillow.com and mystore.com. Use the code ERIC. That helps this radio program. But he needs our help right now. Mypillow.com, mystore.com. People say, Eric, where can I buy your books? I tell everybody, go to mystore.com. Use the code ERIC. The hardcovers are are priced very well if you use the code ERIC. Mystore.com, mypillow.com. Mike needs your help. Um, And use the code ERIC because we can use your help on this program. John Zmirak. What is there left to say about what we're discussing? You can talk about Mike Lindell because uh, what's pivoting off your last announcement? Because I heard American Express has cut yeah. his line of credit off. Yes, just a just a vicious political attack. Um, Mike Lindell has heroically supported some of the most heroic, all of the most heroic truth tellers through the twenty the the, the COVID panic through the induced COVID panic and the tyranny, he was the one advertising you on your program, on Steve Bannon's programs, on Tucker Carlson, back before Fox joined the dark side fully. Uh, if Mike Lindell, if they, if they can ruin Mike Lindell and his business, that will be such a win for the enemy. That will be, that will be the sign that the old America, the America of Jimmy Stewart movies where Somebody who makes good and makes some money 
can devote his money and his business to supporting the values he thinks are important, to supporting God and family and country, and he can he can just speak up about his ideas because it's a free country, like in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Basically, with Mike Lindell, we've got the villains of Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, the villains of It's a Wonderful Life, going after Jimmy Stewart and trying to break him. Imagine if It's a Wonderful Life ended with Jimmy Stewart committing suicide. Imagine if Mr. Smith Goes to Washington ended with him being in an orange jumpsuit dragged to Gitmo on the Potomac like the January 6th defendants. If Mike Lindell goes under, I will feel like America is doomed. I, I, I felt the same way. I read the article last night about it, or an, an article, and I thought, this is worse than anything I've seen. I, I have to be clear, folks. Mike Lindell has been attacked like nobody, and he has been heroic, 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 heroic. And what they're doing now is a new level. It is so evil. Uh, it's like what they're doing to Trump. I don't care where you are politically. You you don't want to live in America where they're able to do this to people and where American Express or another bank is able to cancel you and crush you because they disagree with you politically, which is why I say, please, uh, I don't care what you buy, go to mystore.com, go to mypillow.com. Please use the code ERIC. Help Mike Lindell. What what they've done to him, when I read it last night, I I, I simply couldn't believe it because I, you keep thinking that th- they can't, it can't get worse. It, it is it is truly evil. I mean, it's this absolutely new, evil what they've done. This is the new method they're using. Sam Brownback, a very mainstream conservative Christian who works for religious freedom around the world. He had his account canceled by JP Morgan because they, they did. They just said, we don't like your politics. We don't support religious freedom for Christians around the world. And it was that, it was that blatant. He actually went public with, and they were forced to cave, but I'm with sorry. Michael, I'm sorry. We're, we're out of time. Uh, but, but folks, um, please seriously go to mypillow.com, go to mystore.com. You can get my books there. Bonhoeffer poster mystore.com. Use the code Eric. Uh, Mike really needs our help. This is horrible. Uh, John, thank you for talking to me about all these things. Uh, And that's the end of the program. God bless you. God bless you, Eric.